Father, our God, we come as empty pitchers before a full fountain. We can do nothing without you. We are failures without you. Oh God, we are faithless without you. We have no fortitude without you. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and grace. Forgive us of our sins. Sanctify us. Hide the preacher behind the cross. Crucify him afresh. Convict, convince if need be converted. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Church, amen. Now, praise the Lord. There are songs, and there are songs. There are songs which stimulate your soul because the words and the lyrics speak truth. When you can praise God without worrying about what's coming back for you, that's authentic praise. He's excellent. He's, he's excellent. He's, he's excellent. He always was excellent. He always will be excellent. Jesus Christ is excellent. Bless his name. And I'm thankful for our choir, our choir directors, Kim, all of you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, there aren't too many songs that move me. That moves me. Yeah. And I've heard the gamut of songs. But it's like James Brown said, you're like a dull knife. You just ain't cutting. Talking loud, ain't saying nothing. But that song, brings tears to my eyes. Can I get a witness? Because it's about him. Now and unto him who's able. This morning, we're in Ephesians chapter 4. As we continue our series on rebuilding, we're going to talk about rebuilding our ruins. A perfect promise, a perfect promise. I'm going to be forced to do some theological teaching because I know we think we understand this material, but this material is deeply inserted in Scripture. God privileges his people by promising them 
perfection, knowing that they are imperfect. How can God promise the imperfect perfection? How can God sanction the sinner to be sanctified? And 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 right off the bat, we 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 need to understand that theologically in our position in Christ. We are perfect instantaneously. The moment we get saved, we are perfect. And that's why the Bible says we are seated already in heavenly places in Christ. Because we're perfect. We're perfect instantaneous. And the reason we're perfect is because the moment we repent and receive and believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for our sins and buried and rose again, and really mean it, God the Holy Spirit takes us and places us into the universal body of Christ. You don't feel it, you don't see it, you don't hear it. 55 things happen the moment you believe. He places us into the body of Christ. That's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No water. And then, simultaneous to that, Jesus takes the Holy Spirit and places him into us. That's called the indwelling. And the Holy Spirit is the paraclete. He comes alongside of us to help us. He prays for us, Romans 8. He protects us. Yeah. He provides for us. And as the Holy Spirit is placed in us, the Bible calls it the sealing. The sealing process is that nobody can disrupt or steal your salvation. You are eternally secure. And the ceiling is a down payment that you've got to see Jesus. That, that's before we stop smoking, stop cussing, stop fussing. It's, it's something that's done in spite of you. The moment you get saved, yeah, we are baptized, we are indwelt, amen. And because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, because of the shed blood of Calvary's cross, God sees our standing as if we never sinned. He transferred us out of darkness into his marvelous See, that's why when I'm preaching and I go to certain scriptures, some of y'all look at me mystified because as I'm preaching, and sometimes I'm preaching positional truth, and you don't understand the positional proof, so you say, how can God snatch me out of darkness into his marvelous light when I still got darkness in my life? 
Because your darkness does not prevent him from satisfying a holy God through the shed blood of Christ. <sighs> that God wipes my slate clean. I'm justified, just as if I never sinned. Yeah, that, that God performs an operation. He wipes away all of the handwritings that were against us. Yeah, Lord have mercy. And puts me in another position. <clears throat> I'm seated. I'm secure. I'm saved in Christ. That's great news. And, and, and really, the work of the Holy Spirit is in salvation has something to do with accounting practices. God, yeah, he takes one ledger, one side of the ledger that has your name and my name in it as sinners, and he transfers it to the other side of the ledger, which says Jesus Christ. So he takes all of our unrighteousness and places it on Christ. And then he takes all of Christ's righteousness and places it on us. So when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. Can I get a witness? Hey, you, you, you get all, all that is positional, positional truth. So I don't have to earn it because we're saved by grace. I, I don't, I don't, amen. I don't have to stop anything for that to happen. All I got to do is believe. And, and, and see, I'm an apologetic. I fight for truth. We got to protect the authenticity of grace. Grace is not you doing something. Grace is not you becoming something. Can I get away? Grace is love we don't deserve. For we're saved by grace through faith. And that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God. Lest any man should start boasting. You know, church folk will boast. Church folk will boast. I don't know what pastor's talking about. I ain't never did all that. Well, you was going to hell just like me. Can I get away? You was going to hell just like me. Well, I didn't do all that. You didn't have to do all that. All you needed was one sin, and you was going to be in hell. You say, well, I don't remember any sins. Well, you blind as a bat with sunglasses on. If you never say you sin, you were still born in sin and shaping in iniquity. Can I get a witness? So that's your ticket to hell. You didn't have to do anything to get in hell. You just didn't believe the right thing to escape hell. Now, do I have a witness? Well, oh, this thing is tight. And see, child of God, uh, the fact of the matter is all that's positional. Now, the denominations mess all this stuff up because they confuse, amen, fellowship with relationship. Fellowship with relationship. No, 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 no. Uh, once I'm in the family, I'm in the family. But I got to be secure that I'm in the family. Can I get a witness? This thing is tight. So, so here, Paul begins to differentiate the perfections of our position. You and I are perfect in Jesus Christ. However, Paul begins to move to another perfection in our state down here on earth. Now, we're not sinless, none of us, for all have already sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
And if any man, 1 John, say that he has no sin, he's calling God a liar. Isn't that right? What God is doing now is God is promising the elect that there is a program to complete, to mature, to grow them up, where each believer is metamorphosized, changed spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically. It affects all of that. And, and this process is called sanctification, and it's here that God has to perform pruning. John 15, he's got to lift you up out of dirt, cut away the bad, faulty, weak branches. God's got to prune us. God has got to, amen, preempt stuff that's in our lives. Yeah, and this is a process. God's got to plant, plant principles from the Word and do a have a witness. God's got to produce a perseverance in spite of one's pain. So, so when we begin to look at these different levels of perfection, right now, listen, I am perfect in my position. But when God finishes with me, I'll be perfect in my state. I'm talking about two different things now. Amen. Pay attention. Take notes if you don't know it. This is seminary stuff here, Doc. How am I going to be sin? Uh, how am I going to be sinful but yet perfect down here on earth in my state? Because the two words mean two different things. When when we examine this word perfect. Brother Lightfoot, uh, the word perfect, amen, the adjective is teleos, which means to reach a favorable end. God is saying, for whom he did foreknow, he also, 829 of Romans, did predestinate us to be conformed to his image. Let me let me let me stop pausing part because we see see we we don't heard so much junk we don't know what to believe. Well, I believe that Jesus is God's son, but I'm living in open sin, and I'm practicing it and I'm staying there, but I keep saying I believe. I don't come to church, but I keep saying I believe. I don't want anything to do with the church, but I keep saying I believe. It's getting quiet up in here. Well, James says the demons believe and they tremble. You ain't doing nothing tough by saying you believe. Demonstrative faith not only believes, it's got to behave in a certain way. Uh-oh. That's why Jesus said you're known by the fruit. You ain't got to take, you don't take a, no, a, you know, attendance at the door. They went out from us because they was never of us. Hmm. 
My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Is, is that in the Bible? Hmm. And they will not follow another. And no man shall pluck them out of my hand. Mm. Mm. So, 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 teleos is the adjective that denotes reaching a favorable end. Raymond Gordon, when I get finished with you, I'm going to create a product in you that's going to be favorable at the end. Teleos. Hmm. The verb teleru means a process that leads to perfection. Not only am I going to give you a favorable end, but I'm dictating a process to change you into the people of God I called you to be. I didn't ask you to change yourself. I'm going to change you. When I get finished with my plan of design and difficulties, you'd be glad to change. Lord, have mercy. That, that is, that is, child of God, the, the, the verb teleru means process towards perfection. The noun, epiteleo, means to bring to an end. Now, 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 now I'm, I'm giving these words for a reason. The adjective teleos says, I'm giving, you a, I'm giving you a favorable end when you get there. Teleru says, I've created a process to get you there. You ain't getting, you ain't getting this. And, 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 and then the noun, epiteliu, means to make sure you arrive there uh, to become fully grown and mature in Christ. Progressive sanctification. And see, the reason we can't judge everybody from our DNA is because God, the Holy Spirit, knows what DNA you had before he saved you. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me see if I can open up <clears throat> your ears and eyes of understanding. There are some Christians who, for celebratory reasons or special dinners, may go out to dinner with their family and take a sip of wine. You can't sit up here and accuse wine for everybody. But if the Holy Spirit knows that somewhere in that family there was alcoholism, he disdains that because it becomes a vehicle to pull you back in. I'm preaching up in this place. Now, I didn't say toke. Price 50 twice. I ain't talking about Thunderbird. That's the word. Boy, South Philly. There was boy, South Philly. Back in the city, they was drinking wine in the alley, and the cops came, and they started running. And, and as he was running, the boy said, don't drop that bottle. He's going to... Y'all forgive me. I, I got these flashbacks. God has promised to make us complete in him. 
in him. And so, and, so, and, so, and so one of the things that Paul does here in Ephesians, and by the way, the church at Ephesus was a very, a very stellar church, very church, a, a church with a strong reputation. Paul pastored it. Amen. We see it in Acts chapter 20. Uh, we see the elders in Acts chapter 20. And, and then Paul gave it over to Timothy, the pastor. And it, it was a strong, stellar leadership there. And, 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 and so what, what Paul is saying to these Ephesian believers is that my desire is you become mature and fully grown, amen, that you would grow up in him, Lord have mercy. And when you look at the structure of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1 deals with the eternality, sovereign will of God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all glory, the Father, the Father who initiated, and I'm paraphrasing, he called, he chose, he elected, he predestinated. That's what God the Father did. God the Son redeemed us. He paid the price with his blood. God the Holy Spirit sealed us. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and when you look at chapter 1, it talks about that God, God Elohim, meaning the plurality of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the, the plurality of the Godhead, listen, that God does everything by the counsel of his own will. You better understand what that means. There are no accidents. There are appointments. Hmm. I'm only here until my appointed time is up. Then I'm out of here. Job said, I'll wait for my appointed time. All of us got, all of us got a timetable. I don't care how much lettuce you eat. You can wrap, you can eat wraps the rest of your life. The undertaker wrap your backside in a casket. You leaving here, Doc. And it has already been appointed. Lord, have mercy. Unless you like Hezekiah, you're praying for 15 more years. Now, the, the, fact, the fact of the matter is, is that while we are here, we ought to be glorifying God. That's why he put you here. That's why, that's why he left you here. He didn't leave you here to show up late for church. Don't give no money. Don't serve in no ministry. Don't support the pastor. You just hanging on like a broken branch. Those are the folk doing all the complaining anyhow. Can I get a witness? It's tight, but it's right. God left you here to glorify his name. Hallelujah. Praise be to Jesus. Pray, and if we don't say nothing else, we need to say Jesus. Jesus. Not Mary. Mary. Jesus. Can I get a witness? So Ephesians 1 is all about that manifold will, the eternality of Almighty God who does all things after his own purposes. Chapter 2 is the work of salvation. Don't turn. And you who were dead, 
depraved, doomed, dark, defiled in trespasses and sin, has he now quickened? Who quickened us? He. He has now quickened us. Lord, have mercy. That we would be his trophy, verse 10, unto good works. God said, I saved you to start doing good works. Do I have a witness? So getting back to my point, the Holy Spirit is engineering in our lives things according to your DNA. I, some of, I got to be careful with certain things because the Lord saved me out of those things. Oh, you, you understand what I'm saying? I can't play around with pornography. I can't, I can't play around with, come on now, certain things from the world because God snatched me out. Do, do I have a witness? I lived a fast life. I was out there in them streets. I, I know the lingo of them streets. I, I, I know the whole makeup. And when I see any of that coming before me, I start pulling back and allowing God to close in because if I get caught in my moment of weakness, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Like a, like, like a magnet, I could be drawn back into those things. Oh, Lord. Hmm. The, he, uh, the work and then the uh, strategic wisdom and will of God in the church in chapter 3, the, the walk of the believer in chapter 4, and the warm relationships in chapter 5, how we ought to have relationships. We ain't got to watch Empire to know how we ought to have relationships. You got the Bible. Can I get a witness? And then warfare in chapter seven and 6. And when you get to chapter 6 about warfare, it not only deals with warfare, it tells you how to worship, how to pray in the Spirit. You better know what that means. How to pray by the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? So here in Ephesians, in Ephesians, there's some words that jump off the page. Let's look at 411 real quick. Come on now. You got it? If you don't have a Bible, can you pull one out of the back of the pew and open to Ephesians 4, please? And then put it back when you finish. For, verse 11, we got $400 phones and ain't got no Bible. Now, look at verse 11. And he gave some apostles. Now, stop. There are no apostles today. I'm sick of these folk. None. An apostle was an eyewitness of Jesus Christ. You ain't never seen him. I know you think, I, I woke up last night. I saw the Lord in my bed. There was no Lord. That was that man you let in. There wasn't no Lord. There wasn't no Lord. You ain't see the Lord. You haven't seen the Lord. I've never seen the Lord. And anybody say they seen the Lord, they lying. You haven't seen the Lord. I'm going to say it again. You ain't seen the Lord. You had to be an eyewitness and he had to personally commission you. There are no apostles today. None. 
In fact, apostleship would fall under the sign gifts. It is a speaking gift, speaking gifts, serving gifts, sign gifts. But because they are no longer here, they were temporary for a reason. They were the pillars of the church. <sighs> no more tongues. Mm -mm. No more miracles. You say, well, the Lord, the Lord did a miracle on me. I was in the hospital. Well, that wasn't a miracle. That was a, that, that, that was a supernatural healing. Well, the word miracle means when God changes nature. And God has not changed nature in your life. The Red Sea opening up and then closing back. The Jordan going down so two and a half million people can go over. Are you, are you praying with me? Manna flying out of heaven. Yeah. I, 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 you know, only Moses had the privilege. Listen to Pastor. Moses was so privileged. He was a type of Christ. He had the privilege to go into the tabernacle anytime he wanted without a sacrifice, pull back the curtain and talk to God. Nobody else would dare do that. That 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 when you but 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 when Moses but when Moses was on that mountain and said, Lord, can you do me a favor? What I like to see your face. God said, No, no, you ain't seeing my face. I'll show you my hind parts. I'll show you my exhaust streams. Can I get a witness? Hey, uh, child, 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 child of God, but the word equipping, look, look, at, verse, look, at, look, look at verse 11. He, he chose some, some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists. And this, here's another word gets messed up. An evangelist is not a pastor. Evangelist, evangel, is to preach the good news. So if somebody says, I'm an evangelist, and I put you behind this pulpit, everything coming out of your mouth should be the good news. I ain't asked you to preach on no supernatural healing. The good news is the gospel. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. And you don't need a pulpit to be an evangelist. You can be an evangelist outside with a bullhorn. And, 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 and then he says, hanging in with pastor, some pastor teachers is a dual gift. To be a pastor, you got to be a teacher. You got to feed. But to be a teacher, you don't have to be a pastor. Hmm. And he gave these gifts. Verse 12, here's that word. For the perfecting participle, I-N-G, denoting process, he gave these gifts for the perfecting of the what? Saints. For the work of the ministry. Notice ministry is work. Mm-hmm. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Now stop. The word equipping means to restore something to its original purpose. So if I'm equipping you, I'm trying to build in some things to get you back to where Adam should have been. A perfect man. Hmm. The pastor equips the leaders, the leaders equip the congregation. 
That's the New Testament paradigm. It is not my job to equip the whole congregation, although I try. You say, well, if that's the case, then maybe we have to reconsider our leaders. If they can't equip, then our paradigm is off. Thought I threw that in parenthetically. That that is that is, and and by the way, nobody under the pastor should be saying anything different from the pastor. That's right. That's right. Doctrinally, Amen. unless it's downright dirty and no good. That 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 you know, well, I pastor don't believe this, but the Lord put on my heart. Well, shut that demon down right now, in the name of Jesus. Shut it down. This kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. You want to bring a neo, a new doctrine in that is not biblically based. It's tight. Because we eat at so many tables. You go home and you turn the TV on, you turn your, you, 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 you announce somebody on your phone, you hear and preach all over the place. You don't know if it's authentic or good because God didn't give you the discernment. Oh, that's heavy. I like him. He's a heretic and so are you. And now you're sending your money to him. That's worse. Mm-hmm. Daddy Grace is in hell. <laughs> South Philly, Christian Street, them long fingernails that had people waiting on him and worshiping him. Don't get me started up in here. Father divine. It wasn't a thing divine about the father. I, somebody said, hey, Wayne, you got any more? You got any more? <laughs> Reverend Knight. I'm going to sell you this cross for $15. And for $10 more, I'll tell you how to work it. <laughs> you, you, you know, whatever. And, 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 and so, what, so what Paul is teaching, I, baby, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. Look, look. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, the nurturing and development of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of our faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. A grown-up, established, mature man mm, with the stature of the fullness of Christ. Why, Paul, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Now, you know, those of you that had babies, you know when a baby's real small, you got them in a high chair, and they baby one, one and a half, going on two, well, before the terrible twos. And you got, you got, you got a jar of baby food, you open it up, sometimes it's, some, some, sometime it's split pea, sometimes it's something they don't like, and you put the spoon in and they go... <laughs> And they start spitting it out. 
They can't talk. And some of y'all come to church, you can't talk, but you out there going like this. And the parent got to say, come on, come on, come on, Johnny. It's good for you. Come on. Then they take the hand and knock the spoon down. Don't children do that? Children refuse what they ought to invite. Children cry. My mother used to tell me there's three reasons a little child cries. They're either wet, they're hungry, or they're sleepy. One of the three. So you feed them, you change them, and then you start shaking them. If that don't work, let them cry all night. So when pastor's up here preaching, and y'all, and you start crying and complaining and running down the chair, I just keep going. Let them cry. They'll, they'll get it. You know why you can't receive truth? Because you're immature. Your heart, which is the soil, God is the sower. The seed is the word. Your hearts can't even receive the word. Because your heart is all messed up. Do I have a witness up in the house? I'm going to get out your way. Great people. Love you, love you, love you. But look, 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 look what he says. That we don't be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Uh, by the slight cunningness, craftiness. These are Satan's, uh, you know, energies. But speaking the truth in love that we may grow up. Into him all things which is the head, Jesus Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working, another participle, working, 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 in the measure of every part making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. I'm putting you on a perfection plan that has a process, will create a product, and will take you to the end, and you'll come out perfect. Very interesting. Growth, guidance, glory. Let me say something about these three words. We're not going to be here much longer. It is because of the lack of these three things that we don't grow and we can't handle situations. Because we are not growing spiritually, Satan is able to constantly trick us. Because we're not being guided by God, but by ourselves, by our feelings, oh, by our circumstances. And because we can't bring glory to his name, because we're not as attached as we think we are. Here's the operative word for these three. Growth, guidance, and glory involves, all of them involves pain. Pain. You can't grow unless there's some pain. 
You can't be guided by God unless there is some pain, detours, interference. You can't glorify him unless you're willing to suffer. If any man will come after me, Jesus said, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You know what blows my, Jesus never asked anybody outside of the 12 disciples to follow him because he knew they all had been elected by the father even the son of perdition. Are y'all with me? The only other person Jesus told to follow him was the rich young ruler. He went up to the rich young ruler. The Bible says Jesus loved him. And he and Jesus got into a conversation and, he, and, and, and the rich young ruler, Jesus said, well, have you kept this? And he said, I've done all that for my youth up. He was on a work system. He said, I did everything right on for my youth up. And Jesus said, you know, here's what Jesus said to him. He said, the, the rich young ruler was rich. He said, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and then follow me. And the Bible says that the rich young ruler put his face down and he was sorrowful because his riches was really his God. Y'all ain't getting this. That, that is, when we look at the context of this chapter, first, let me, let me suggest three quick things. God perfects us in our growth. There's design. Mm. There, there are at least seven, seven different uh, dimensions of growth. I'm going to try to alliterate them and deal with you. The first is his divine cultivation. Look, there's a planting of principles in our lives. Every time you open up that word, it's principles. God is trying to plant principles in our lives. Not just the Ten Commandments, thou should not kill, thou should not bear false witness, thou... Da, da, da. No, no, not that. I'm talking about principles, the word of God. God is putting principles in place. Can I get... And, and as we obey them, we are blessed. As we refuse them, they're coming back. Do I have a witness? And with, with a little adjustment from the hands of God. Yeah, this one's deep. Can I get a witness? That, that is, child of God, he's planting principles into our lives. One of my, and I, and I shared this with you, one of my Old Testament profs in, at Philadelphia College of Bible, I went up there to go full-time in day school. I think it was uh, 79. And... I was up there, and we were, we were in class, and the prof used to put his hands in his pocket. He, he was a 4.0 student out of Dallas. He was, he was a walking seminary. He would walk around the floor as you ask questions. He just answer. And one day we were in class dealing with apologetics and dealing with, I think, Doctrine 4 in our senior year, or, or I'm sorry, in our sophomore year. And he said, you know, I went up 69th Street, 69th and Market. I took a walk up there. It was a nice day. And he said, I was just walking down 69th Street. 
And I watched, he said, this meter maid was writing tickets, putting them on cars. And he said, I walked up to the meter maid. I said, why are you giving all them people a ticket? And she said, well, they broke a law. They got to pay. He said, that's what God says about you. And led her to Christ. Do you hear that kind of wisdom? Led her to Christ. That's what God says about you. You break his law, you're going to hell. That's frightening. The wisdom, the insights, that's frightening. Uh, that, that is, he's planning principles. John the Baptist got his head cut off because he told Herod, you cannot have your brother's Philip's wife. That's why his head came off. Now, if that had been some of us, we said you had the wife, the mother, the maid, and everybody else. See, when you take a stand for what's right, expect a backlash. Well, I don't want to witness because I don't want nobody, I don't want nobody cussing me. You've been cussed out before. I, I don't want them spitting at my feet. I don't, are you kidding me? That, that, that is, next is pruning John 15. God's going to prune your life. Well, you know, I got some weaknesses with, uh, you know, uh, men and women. God, God will straighten that out. When God gets finished with you, you're going to be like that robot on Lost in Space. Warning. Warning. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> Lord have mercy. He's able. That that is a, a planning of dependencies. God's gonna make sure you depend on him. Not on your intellect, your degrees, amen, your sorority or fraternity. Uh, no, 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 no. God's gonna make sure you run to him. You know why? Because he's going to shut all them other doors off. Wait till God starts shutting doors and you got to wait on him. Can I get a witness? Well, child, if I was you, were you not me? Kill that. You know, it's always easy to give advice when you ain't going through nothing. If that, if that was my marriage, it was not your marriage. So mind your beeswax. Just pray. Everybody tell you what they would do. They ain't doing it. They're doing something worse. Can I get a witness? Well, uh, how did you handle your husband running? Uh, I put a lot in their food. Well, that ain't spiritual. I warmed up some grits, threw their clothes out the window, told them this was it. It's always easy to give platform when God has not allowed that to come at you. If you have not walked in the shoes of somebody else, learn to keep your mouth shut. Don't be telling folk what you would do. I'm sick of that. I had to rebuke a girl years ago. I, I had to rebuke her. And, and, and look, I rebuked her openly because she told this other lady who had just been through a traumatic experience, honey, I know what you're going You How the heck you know? That ain't happening to you. Well, I didn't mean no harm. We shouldn't open your mouth. 
All you got to do is say, baby, I'll be praying for you. Don't give people the impression you done walked every plank. You ain't walked every plank. Can I get a witness? There's certain things I just can't relate to. Are you, are you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and so the best I can do is just pray for you. Get with the Lord and pray on your behalf. Don't give people the impression you know everything. You've been everywhere. Can I get a witness? Oh, it's tight. And we got him up in church, Doc. Then, then there's a plethora of difficulties. God is going to allow difficulties in your life. The difficulties is working out multifaceted things. First is working out humility. Yeah. It's working out holiness. Uh-oh. You let enough stuff hit you at once. You will get in fellowship. Can I get a witness? Sometimes I'm up here preaching. I see people come in the door. They ain't been here in five and six years. I say, here's another one. Look, they walked out like this, prideful. I'm leaving. They came back like the hunchback in Notre Dame. They came back in here like this. Pastor, pray for me. Yeah. You know, because tr trouble will whip you, Doc. Trouble will whip you. The, the fact, the fact, the fact of the matter is preemptive dying. We got to be crucified. God's preempting stuff in our lives. I live for pleasure. That's all. I ain't living nothing. I live for pleasure. I want to have a good time. God broke all that up. You living for me. I got to pull back these poisons. I got to deal with all that mess you was in psychologically. Can I get a witness? The time that we sin sexually out of God's will is connected to how we feel about ourselves. It's connected to idolatry. Oh, Lord. It's connected to pride. We can't sin without pride. When you look at the connections, Leroy, this stuff will blow your mind. And the more words you have, the more light you got to jump over to sin. Where much is given, much is required, isn't it right? right, that's right. So the more light God has given you when you try to sin, you got to jump over all the light that God has placed in your heart. That's a lot of jumping, Doc. Don't let nobody fool you. That's a lot of jumping. In the name of Jesus. I couldn't go out here and get drunk every night and go back to fornication, go back to this, go back to that. I can't do it. Even, even the troublesome members, I, I still can't drink. I can't do it. Because there is a paraclete. There is a person on the inside that discourages my sin. Are y'all you, are you praying with me? Tell me, well... He may not be in church, and yeah, he's living wrong, and yeah, but he's saved. Yeah, but what church you go to? <laughs> what Bible are you reading? Everybody that Jesus called had to come. Lord, have mercy. That, that, that the essence is that God 
gives us patience from, uh uh-oh, delayed gratification. I love this subject. I struggle with delayed gratification. That means if I buy some crimpets or some cupcakes, I'm going after the icing first. Because the icing is the sweetest part before I get to that sponge underneath. I feel sorry for y'all that go after the sponge first and then get the icing last. I want the icing first. Then I'll endure the sponge. How many of y'all struggle with delayed gratification? That's another sign of immaturity. That's what kids do. No, 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 because I'm, I'm including myself. I'm including myself. I'm including myself now. I am including myself. I struggle with delayed. Well, just be, just, just be patient. You'll get it later. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, no. The Holy Spirit will keep us and teach us that all of that is not involved in gratification. It's the, it's the delay that works. Now, 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 I love, I know y'all want to hear about my diet, but I love, I love liver, onions, rice, and gravy. I love it. Calf's liver, because the calf is younger, is more tender. So, you know, my kids are coming back. What are you eating? I said, living the... Love living onions. Now, somebody from the church said to me, because he's one of these health freaks, Pastor, do you know the function of a liver? It's a filtering system. I said, filter this. I love, I love liver and onions. You ain't going to make me not love liver and onions. That is one of the best meals I've ever had. How many of y'all like liver and onions? Yeah, that's good stuff. And the, and the liver got so much iron in it. Hey, man, love you. Next time, sit in the back if you're leaving early. But look at this. So, so the, fact that the, the fact that the matter is, you know, One of our dear members said, Pastor, get one of those air, 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 whatever it is, air fryers so you don't have to deal with the grease of chicken. So I bought an air fryer. She seen me this morning. She said, use this. I said, nope. <laughs> Without grease, the people perish. <laughs> I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I just can't imagine air doing the same thing as grease. It don't. You said it don't. It don't. It don't. See? So, so we're going we gonna, to we gonna, we gonna try to hook this up. <laughs> and that man like to eat, so he know what he's talking about. Look at this. And, 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 and God, I'm coming in, and God wants to establish 
a perseverance in spite of our pain. Only grown-ups, I never, when I was growing up, I never seen my dad come home from work and sit down in the living room and start crying, I can't do this no more. He had a responsibility to take care of a family, and he did so. So babes cry, babes criticize, babes complain, babes shoot away what they ought to eat. Do I have a witness? So he says that God will perfect us, listen to us, in our growth. We need to grow up. We need to grow up. That's what's wrong with these marriages. Folk ain't go- Look, you done married somebody's boy and not man. You done married somebody's little girl and not woman. Just the attitudes that we have. You know, when you, know, when you get married, it's work. It's work. And, it, and the work doesn't always make you feel good. Oh, they ain't saying nothing. Let me, I'm, I'm getting quick. The work is not always inviting. The work does not always symbolize you. Oh, I'm in love. That goes a second night. Me and Diane got married. Mom uh, was on our honeymoon, and I woke up 3 o'clock in the morning and looked at her. I said, what did I do? She told me years later, she woke up at 4 and looked at me. What did I do? <laughs> I've entered the house of horrors, the haunted house on the hill, the wax museum. But, but, but no, it's beautiful, but it requires a mature mind. Isn't that right? You got to work through difficulties. You got to agree on things you may not feel good about. Do I have a way to? And that's why marriages are disintegrating because nobody's telling the truth about marriage. There is no love at first bite. I mean sight. And the love that God is talking about is further than your love. The agape love is a love that's predicated, Lord, on giving and expecting nothing in return. On serving and not being served. Oh man, this thing is deep. God wants us to grow up. Secondly, God perfects us in our guidance. Now, this will be quick because the one you think guiding you is Satan. Let me tell you why it's not God. When God gives us direction, it's like a GPS system. Some of us have heard recalculating so much, we think that's in the Bible. Hmm. Hmm. Paul was on his way towards Europe, and the Spirit forbade him. Acts 16. And there was a vision of a man from Macedonia and say, please come over and help us. It was the spirit leading Paul in another direction. Paul wrote more on faith and prayer than anybody in the Bible. But yet, he went the other way. And when he got there, he got into trouble. Are you okay? So if we're looking for signs and wonders, 
or feelings, God is not in all that. That, 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 that when Paul and Silas got there, and because he delivered a, a girl with divination, they put him in jail where there was rats running around. And Paul and Silas decided to start a praise meeting. They start praising God. And at midnight, angels came down and opened up the, the come, come on now, opened up the cells. And, and the Philippian jailer, amen, took a sword, was going to kill himself. Paul said, do thyself no harm. We're all here. Isn't that right? And, and, and the Philippian jailer looked at Paul because the earthquake shook the, the cell open. And he said, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if your family believe, they'll be saved too. Because God is guiding you, it does not mean you're going to have a problemless situation. God may lead you straight into turmoil for his name's sake. This age of feelings, this age, you know why this country is in such a mess? Because it has become fully materialistic. And I learned in philosophy 101 in college, in materialism, there's no room for ethics. Everything's about money. So they can put an oil, they can, they can, they can put an oil, they can, they can run an oil line knowing it's going to cause problems. Come on now. Here's rich people out of Hollywood paying so their children go to college and get a degree. Are you kidding me? All the papers I had to do in college, all the times I had to read books, and, and you know, they don't take role in college. You know, they take role in high school. They don't take a role in college. They don't care if you come or not. But when exam time come, you up the creek. The ethics of this nation, and I won't even mention Chicago, that's a big mess. Somebody made one phone call and all charges would drop. Give me that phone number. <laughs> and don't take up for them. Guidance is powerful but it's peaceable. When God is leading you, there's no confusion. Come on now. Guidance is purposeful, but it's persuasive. It's promotional, but it's patient. And then the perfection of his glory. And I don't want to get too far into this, but I found out years ago that if I'm going to bring glory to the Lord... It's going to cost you something. Can I get a witness? Don't you think Satan going to sit back in the war room and not attack you when he knows you want to live and die for Jesus? Don't you ever believe that the hellhounds won't come after you? Can I get a witness? But child of God, here's the good news. Every move that Satan makes, God has already made a move. 
Can I get you? Can I get a witness? So God can say no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. In fact, God gives this stuff up front and we know that all things are working together for the good for them that love the Lord and them that are called according to his purpose, carry on joy when you fall into various trials that the fire testing of your faith will work perseverance, but let patience have her perfect work. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seen the... You know when you start pouting, you pout when you forget the promises. As long as you can remember the promises, you ain't got time to pout. As long as you can keep declaring the promises, God gives you a power. Won't he give you a power? He'll give you a power to make it through. He'll give you a power over difficulties. He'll give you a power over delays. And delays are never denials. Can I get a witness? When God delays, it does not mean no. It may mean I need other stuff to, to take place before I bring your deliverance. Can I get a Somebody else is looking at you. Somebody else is paying attention to you. Somebody else will be saved by you. Somebody else will be strengthened by you. I know what you're going through. You're going through hell and high water. I know what's going on. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Child of God, you've been in a furnace of affliction. Can I get a witness? That's why I love them three Hebrew boys. I'm coming in. I love them three Hebrew boys. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I love them, man. Uh, uh, some instigators said, you know, those boys uh, that are Hebrew, they refuse to fall down and worship your golden image. And Nebuchadnezzar said, bring them here. And they, have you refused to fall down and worship my nine by nine image, which is really the Antichrist, have you refused to fall down and worship him? And they said, Nebuchadnezzar, you're a great king. We are not, <laughs> yeah, we're not ashamed. We're not foolish about you. You are king, but be it known, we will not fall down and worship you. Can I get a witness? Uh, and Nebuchadnezzar was enraged and said, you know what? I'm going to heat that oven seven times hotter and I'm going to throw your backsides in. Here it is. And who is that God that will save you out of my hands? I'm coming in. You, you got to know the cutoff point. Once he said, who is that God? Jehovah pushed them back and said, now they're talking about me. El Elyon said, no, 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 no. Now he's referring to me. El Shaddai, the big-breasted one, said, now he's referring to me. Jehovah Jireh said, now he's referring to me. And you know the story. They bound them hand and foot, and they threw them in a fiery furnace. And Nebuchadnezzar was looking through the glass and said, wait a minute, we got a problem. Did not. I throw three in. But behold, I see a fourth one. 
and it looks like the Son of God. I dare you. I double dare you. I triple dare you. Take a stand for Jesus. He will show up. He will pull you out. He will. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? He's able, 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 able. He's able. He's able. He's able. Growth, guidance, glory. He's going to perfect. All three are connected with pain. But the pain will go away when I see him face to face. I don't know about you, but I can't wait. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we're going to sing, we're going to shout the victory. Can I get a witness? Won't you sing? Won't you shout? Won't you dance? Won't you thank him? The Lord is good. Rebuilding the ruins. Perfected promises. I'm not what I should be, but thanks be to God, I'm not what I used to be. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, eyes closed, we had two souls this morning at 8 o'clock. If you're here this morning, you want to give your life to Christ through salvation, believing he died for your sins, was buried, rose again, son of God, God the Son. Or you want to join the church and Christian experience, we'd love to have you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you want to come in and join the church or be saved. Is there one? Is there one? I see you. Come on, darling. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on baby. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Is there another? Come on out of your seats. Is there another? We're getting a lot of families now. Come on. Praise the name of Jesus. Come on. Is there another? Is there another? Father, in the matchless name of Jesus, thank you for rebuilding our ruins. Thank you for the perfections that we have in our position and down here in our state. That you want us to grow up, become mature, and rest in you. Give us a restful spirit as we wait on the Lord and the power of his might. Bless our church. Bless our year of jubilee. Bless everything our hands extend to do in Jesus' name. And bless every family here. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. God bless you. See you soon. Will you go with the witness? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.